money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. You say that with a smile on your face, which I love. Like, I do. You know, like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm, and, I'm with two of my favorite people today. Oh, well, welcome to the show. We are so glad that you've joined us too. Reb's here with her two favorite people, but apparently... Uh, I'm here for everybody else. So. <laughs> you represent everybody else. Yeah. So everybody's my favorite. Sure. Okay. Let's let's just go that way, right? So I don't want to offend any of my children or grand or not grandchildren. I don't have those yet, but or friends. That's right. Yeah, yeah my so. friends are my children. Well, and you know, we want to. I want to thank everybody who's listening in. Whether you're in the car, whether it's a podcast, whether however you're tuning in. Um, at least I'm grateful for, for you listening in. I won't speak for Reb, but I'm sure she is. Too, Why so. are you putting words in my mouth today? I'm not, I'm not okay, just words. let's keep rolling. Okay, good. We got an exciting show today because we have uh, a regular guest with us in Ray Borg from Financial Discipleship Canada. Uh, Ray is a regular on the show. Um, the folks at Financial Discipleship Canada host the podcast. So if you're looking for resources, if you're looking for um, uh, uh, maybe a biblical study on finance, or you're looking for the resource side, that's part of our, uh, our partnership with financial discipleship is we're more focused on, on the coaching part. We're more focused on the implementation part here at More Than Enough. And uh, financial discipleship is, is the information part. So it's a great partnership. We love having you on the show, Ray, to, to help us and, uh, and to keep Reb and I in line. Really appreciate that. So I know you, know, you may not consider that, but we, we, I don't think he wants that pressure, uh, man. <laughs> so great. And, and if you're listening in Ottawa here on CHRI, obviously you can, you can hear the uh, recorded version on notmine.ca, uh, more than enough.ca, and chri.ca. So there's the housekeeping all done, ready to great. go. Reb, take well, it away. Well, I'm handing it over to Ray actually today because I sometimes I send him an email and I say, Ray, what's on your mind? What should we do for the radio show? Because I'm in charge of the content. And sometimes I I wonder what's going on in Ray's head. So today he's actually going to read the scripture and talk about what's been on his heart in regards to that. So take it away. All right, Reb. Um, you know, um, I think it was last week when I was... Um, preparing some teaching material that I'm going to do with some doctoral students next week at a seminary. And um, these are future pastors. And um, I was reading through something, and this particular scripture just jumped out at me. And I liked how it was put in the message. And it's from 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through um, 11. So I'm just going to read that right now. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. 
That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God <laughs> loves it when the, the giver delights in the giving. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. And I just thought it was just such a profound scripture, because um, I grew up on the farm, uh, and we're in a season right now where there's this, uh, you know, farmers are going to the fields and planting mm -hmm. and preparing their crops. So they are going through the expense of actually um, buying seed and they're preparing the ground. They want to maximize the seed that goes into the ground and pre um, prepare the soil in such a way that it actually creates the environment for the seed to go and then praying that the Lord sends the rain so that it comes to um, germination, the seed and, and fruit. But it's interesting then when it talks about we need to give our attention to our giving and to be mindful of it, to be thinking about it, to be clear headed about it. So much so I thought it was interesting. It says it will protect you from sob stories and arm twisting. You know, I think all of us at some time or another have experienced people pouring out their stories, their sob stories, or the sense of even somebody, and I hate to say this, but a leader berating us that you should be giving. And mm -hmm. um, in some senses, putting us on a guilt trip. But Paul here is encouraging the people, you know what? Be clear about your giving. Be intentional about it. Give it thought. Do you have a sense that it's going to produce something, not only in your life, but only in the lives and the ministries you're partnering with? And I thought, Lord, you know, we all need to be reminded of that, to actually give it some thought, um, you know, the two of you are great about having teach, having taught Arlene and I about having money dates. And mm -hmm. so I talk about that, I don't know, all the time about, you know, one of our joys is sitting down. So how are we going to give this month? Mm -hmm. What is our plans? Where do we see God moving? Where do we want to partner with him? Um, and being clear about that, intentional about that. And, I, you know, that's one of the things that Arlene and I have gleaned from you guys about the, so important that is. So I just thought this had a lot of good tidbits in for us to do a program and share with our mm -hmm. listening audience. Because you mentioned to me how important giving is as our worship to the Lord. Yes. It's not just so and and he gives guidelines, especially in the the way the message has put it. Like he, he's given it to us in a way that we can plan, think it out, give cheerfully, um, and not succumb to the arm twisting and the 
and the guilt trips, I guess. And it's like he puts a guard in there for us. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, do it like this so you... uh, well, there's will be protected. Yeah, there's an immense way. amount of freedom there, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. often, um, you know, in in as we talk about this in the context of of different situations, I'll I'll have people say, well, you know, what do I do with the 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 person that comes to the door? What do I do with the uh, you know that spontaneous giving part uh, of 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 our giving? And and I'm like, well. Yes, we gotta we gotta actually plan some spontaneity in there, um, in, in your giving that you have, you know, twenty bucks in your pocket that you could give away for that spontaneous giving event. Um, I love this passage because there's there's this idea of it takes preparation, right? Like we need to there, there's some things that we can do that we can make it part of our rhythm of life, just like the, the farmer who is not planting his seed in the middle of winter. And he's not trying to, to, to harvest something that he didn't plant in the fall because it doesn't work that way. There is a, a you know, a, a part of it that says, okay, you know, when the, the, the snow starts to go away, the farmer gets antsy, he begins to prepare the soil as, as the, the, the warmer weather comes, he begins to, you know, plan for the seed, all of that stuff. So that's part of this. I think what Paul's saying is, is like, there needs to be a rhythm even in our giving so that we don't set or we're not caught in expectations that that'll never happen. If we didn't plant seed in the spring, well, we can't expect a harvest in the fall. Like that just doesn't work that way. And, and of course, it makes sense that if I only plant a little bit of seed, then why would I expect a big harvest? Because, the, again, the two don't. So in our giving, if we only plan to spend a little bit of money, well, then great. That's your plan or but, that's where you're but at. But I think you have to be careful. I don't know if this is what you just meant. But if all people have is their little bit, then plant it. Like, like, yeah. like because the widow, we've talked about the widow of two mites, right? She had her, but that was her all. <laughs> So I mean, uh, we have these discussions all the we time, do. and uh, and and we. It's actually, not about the amount of money. No, I know, but you can't. Well, if you, you can't say, well, if I only sow a little, you just expect a little. God can do whatever He wants with mm-hmm. one seed. Mm-hmm. He can make it grow exponentially. It becomes a legacy that we never imagined. One prayer can turn into, you know, one hundred dollar donation can turn into something we never. We never thought it could. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure listeners are aware that we're not saying you have to, you know, give tons of money Mm -hmm. because it's not about the amount. It's not about the amount of money. Okay. But you also used an oxymoron, planned spontaneity. Yes. You need to explain that. I need to explain that. Yeah. Do you know I'm putting me on the spot? Well, that, that's that's pretty simple. I mean, I can't. I'm giving you a hard time today. I'm sorry. I, I'm actually a little taken aback because we plan our spontaneity all the time in different ways. But it's not spontaneity if it's planned. Oh come on! So what do you mean? Okay. I know exactly what you mean. What practical thing that you can do to plan your spontaneity? But what does right. that mean, and why? Okay, so for those of you who've heard the show before, I'm going to relate this to a couple of ways because it, this plays out in money in a lot of ways. And, and Ray, you can chime in here. But so one of the things that we know, uh, let's say we look at emergencies. We know that emergencies are not a, a, an if happen, they're a when they happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know when I'm going to have an emergency, but I know I will. 
And it's the same thing with planned spontaneity. I don't know when my my giving muscle in my heart is going to be exercised to give, but I want to be prepared for that when it comes. And so on a practical level, um, setting aside a, a, an amount of money, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, doesn't matter how much, but setting that aside and having that in an intentional spot that when your heart muscle goes, because we give from our heart and says, okay, uh, surprise, I want you to give some money away that you actually go, okay, it's sitting right over there. I've already prepared it. It's already sitting there. And now the question is, is do I give it all? Do I give a portion of it? Do What do I do, Lord? And, and again, this is the conversation. So that's how we play out span, uh, planned spontaneity. So does that make sense to you, Ray? It does. Because I, you know, I remember quite a few years ago uh, reading a story about a couple who were very intentional where they had a um, separate bank account with a debit card that both of them would put in a certain amount of money each month and they could choose as they felt from the Lord to spend with no questions asked, but it stayed within that account, not beyond that. And so you know, Arlene and I, when we were still doing envelopes in the days when we were still using cash, um, we had a, each of us had an allowance that we were free to use as we chose. If if that situation presented itself, whether somebody at the door or we heard somebody in dire straits, we had an opportunity to sow as we chose to. That was just something we give each other liberty for. So for me, that's that kind of you have a plan. So that it doesn't come from another place that it shouldn't be, but it's a planned place where you have the liberty to do that. Right. So because I, I want to bring clarity because that's what I like to do or, as best as I can. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're like, wait a minute, you just said we had to plan it so that we don't have to listen to a sob story. Well, you actually are planning those maybe sob stories that are tugging at your heart. So like you said, maybe the Cancer Society comes to your door. That's not a sob story. Don't get me wrong. But if someone comes to your door and say, I'm collecting for heart and stroke in February. Well, like Ray and Arlene said, Ray could say, yep, I've got my 20 bucks in my in my giving allowance that I've already planned for and I can give that. That is outside what what we've planned at, let's say, the end of the year. If you've listened to our show, we'll we'll have shows that say, think about what you want to give in the year ahead. And you make that plan and you stick to it. Um, so what we do, uh, we've done it for years, is, and we've told you guys about this, those who are listening, it's called a kingdom account. So every week we're putting money into this kingdom account and that's for the spontaneous giving. We have our giving places, but we have this kingdom account so that if there is a need, you know, we had our daughter on a few weeks ago and she wanted to, wants to dig a well. So we're taking some of our spontaneous money that we've planned in this kingdom account and we're giving it toward this well because that kind of came a little mm -hmm. more out of the blue from her. So that's just an explanation. So I just want to explain yeah. that. And, and, you know, just to, to reiterate, it's inevitable um, that you are going to have some spontaneous giving as you go through your life. In fact, we, we kind of hope that happens because that's part of how our, our interaction with God. Um, and, and I'm, I was thinking as you were talking, Reg, Reb, about the, uh, the, the, um, the Good Samaritan story, right? That we read about, you know, 
he go, comes along the way. Oh, spontaneous. There's a guy in the ditch who's bleeding. Uh, maybe I can help him. And it took money and it took resources and, and it took, sure, it took time, but he, he actually had enough money. In fact, he, he at the end of the story, he leaves uh, the message with the, the, the hotel owner saying, listen, if I, if this isn't enough, I've got more. Next time I'm back, I'll, I'll pay you back the rest. Well, we know in our current environment that the, 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 the average Canadian family is going from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And so there's not a lot of margin there. And it's okay if there's not a lot of margin, but this allows you to go, wait a minute, I see the guy on the side of the road and I know I need to do something. And if money is the reason that uh, you wouldn't help, then let's take that off the equation because it's going to happen. It, it, it's not in a matter of, of if, but it is a matter of when. Hmm. So I'm going to just go sideways to actually um, one of the thoughts we already talked about, right? But how can we, how do we frame giving as an act of worship? Like when we're hearing, maybe some folks are hearing their pastor say, please give because we're really in trouble. Like how do we take it out of the like pressuring uh, hot pot to like actually this giving is a part of my call in my walk with God. Like how does do you want to talk to that? You know, I, for me, I think it gets back to the reality that I've come to realize that everything I have belongs to the Lord. So hundred percent. Sometimes we tend to think ten percent to the Lord, nine percent is ours. And in fact, in some senses, there's some truth to that. However. Out of a sense of gratefulness and thankfulness that the Lord has given me so much that I want to just respond wholeheartedly and say, Lord, I just want to give back to you. I want to pour back uh, just a small portion or whatever it is that's on your heart. And that's an act of worship. We talked about the widow and her two mites. That was an act of worship for her. She mm-hmm. just was mm-hmm. so thankful um, and want to release it back to the kingdom for the Lord, you know, Lord, whatever way you want to do that. Uh, and so I believe that's what the Lord is looking for us. What is the posture of my heart in my giving? Is it that I'm holding back and I'm holding tight fisted or is it opening and saying, Lord, I just want to release it like seed that is being sown uh, for kingdom purposes. Lord, whatever you want to do with it, I want to be a part of it. And Lord, I'm looking for return on it, just like a farmer sows seed. Lord, as I invest back, as you've invested in me, I want to invest back into your kingdom because this is about what you're doing in the earth and in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And we get to, you know, we get to partner I, with that. So that's the exciting part. One thing I love about you, Ray, I've loved it for years, but it's also very hard is you have really great questions that you're, you ask. And you just said, what is the posture of my heart in my giving? I mean, we could just stop there. Listeners could just stop there and say, okay, I guess I've heard enough for today. (laughs) What is the posture of our heart? I mean, that's a great question that digs a little deeper than just, I I shouldn't say it like that. I don't Mm want to shame anybody or guilt anybody or wherever you're at in your journey about what you're giving. But it certainly, no matter what you're giving, you want to know that the posture of your heart is worship and gratitude. And you know what? Sometimes you may be struggling. Like in COVID now, our heart maybe has a harder time being grateful. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I, like there's some of those things. So like we understand those of you who are listening, we get mm-hmm. get that there are hard times. And actually, sometimes I feel like my schedule is so full. I don't have time to pause and breathe, even to ha- ask myself a question. What's my posture? Like, I don't know. I'll just I'll just write the check. Right. And sometimes that's a part of our, our walk and journey. But but this is a great question. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I I would just look down at the verse. Uh, it was actually the psalm when you were saying that, and I said, you know, the posture. I I'm kind of like, I hope my posture, Lord. I was doing the heart check right here on the show, going, Lord, I hope my posture is like the psalmist. You know, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandonment. Oh, His right living and right giving way, ways never run out, never wear out. And I'm thinking. Uh, there's my heart check. Uh, um, Reb, don't ask me if I'm doing that, right? But, yeah. <laughs> the psalmist is, re- well, well, he's describing is the re- father. Paul, right? Paul is referring to the psalmist who's talking about God, but we are God's heartbeat in the world today. So, yeah, we could say is. is- so, and I take great uh, encouragement that if you read verse eight again, uh, after our little conversation, it says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. And to me, that's the preparation part, oh, right? Yeah. That's the part that we need to be ready and we need to be prepared for anything and everything. But we do that in the context of this. He throws caution to the wind, giving to the needy and reckless abandonment. That it is God doing that. And as Ray, you said, we get to partner with that. We get to somehow rub up against that. We need, we get to hold on to it because it is God that's doing that. And, and of course that, that comes out. He uses our hands and our feet uh, and, and our, and, and the money that he places with us to do that. So, yeah. Just a great, uh, great chapter. I told Ray on the way in. I said, "I love this chapter. It's so good." So, I, I'm, I, Ray doesn't know this, but we memorized as a family verse eight and verse ten years ago. So it's interesting because at the end of the Lord's prayer, so a lot you guys know that I'm homeschooling my youngest daughter. So at the end of the Lord's prayer, when we pray it during devotions in the morning, we will say this. And this isn't the message translation, but this is, um, and may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. It's just, it's just part of our, our mental thought about the Lord. But when you actually stop and then you, you stop and think about uh, verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always in all things will have an abundance for every good work. Like there's a lot of always that I missed the one word, but all sufficiency we're going to have, if we take him at his word that in our giving and as we receive from him, as, as we give back to people and others in the kingdom purpose of God, he makes his grace, his ability. Um, you know, there's someone, one, I think John Bevere wrote a book about this, but he defined grace as what we are not able to do for ourselves. So his grace, what we can't do for ourselves, he, he abounds this, this power or this love toward us so that we will have all sufficiency always and every good work we put our hand to. Like, that is, you know, when you stop and swallow that, like, you're like, really, Lord? 
because it doesn't feel like a bounding sometimes. You know, some of us might be in a place where, you know, we're struggling. You're coming to more than enough and you're getting coached or you're like, I, I don't see this, right? And your f- faith is failing because you, you're not witnessing it in this season. Maybe you're grieving and it's hard to see in grief. And I guess our encouragement to you today is, is to remember who he is. Mm. That there's one thing that we've been learning in our in our home church group in the study we're doing is that God wants to answer us. He's not like he's you know Serena was praying this morning. I'm so gra- glad you're real God because you're not like those legends or superheroes that we are just stories. Like you're you know it was so precious. She goes, "You have been with." And it just meant so much to me to hear her pray. I I sometimes your kids blow you away, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just praying about how he is with and she does basically the hall of fame of faith like because mm-hmm. we've been reading Hebrews 11. She's going through them and She's like, wow. And I'm like, Lord, you you want want to remind us that you haven't left us. Yeah. You're with us in the midst of this pandemic. You have not changed. Your word hasn't changed. So that means his grace does abound towards us. So as you offer your seed to be sown, he's going to provide in ways that we can't imagine, even just simply with his presence and his joy that you're giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we say to follow up to that, eh, Ray? I know, I know. That was so well put. Such a precious prayer from her. It is. It, it was like I just, I just, I just felt all of a sudden like I was on holy ground as she's praying that, and I'm thinking we all need to be reminded that you were with Abraham, Lord. You were with Moses. You were with Jonah. She said you were with Jonah and the fish. Mm-hmm. You were with Peter. This is the one that got me. You were with Peter when when he denied you, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, you know. So if anybody's out there feeling like they haven't been great with giving or they haven't been great getting to know the Lord and they've been angry or you know, they've forgotten who, who he is. I just encourage you, like my daughter did today. You know, he's with you mm-hmm. and he will help you. And I don't know how he will, but we will pray. That's what we pray at the beginning of every show, you know, that he he will be real to you. And, and you know, in this money thing, even as we, we look at this chapter in Corinthians in, the, in that context, Rob, you know, Part of that it, near the end, the, the scripture says he, he gives you something so that you can give it away. Uh, and, you know, that's that that in and of itself, that whole idea of, of God is at work uh, in a sense to flow through us. Right. As we, we think of that. And that's in money, too. He's like, hey. I didn't give give you uh, I didn't give you time, talent, opportunity, money, so that you could dam it up and and kind of hide it away. Uh, again, he's like, I, I give that so that so that in all these areas he can be glorified and displayed. And and you know this is again Corinthians where clearly talks about money, and he's mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is the God the, that reckless abandonment, right? You know, so. Do you have any last comments before we wind down the show, Ray? You know, I, the only thought coming to mind is, you know, when we have those unexpected little gifts, we, even today, you know, when it's tough and hard, and those little things, mm-hmm. and we begin to see them and recognize them, sometimes we miss them because we don't, they seem so insignificant. Like even mm-hmm. Serena praying a, a, a prayer like that, heartfelt. And just saying thank you to the Lord for those things um, can stir 
um, a different perspective in our heart. Uh, and so I think just, I don't know, just encourage everybody, you know, look for the little things that the Lord has mm. blessed you with. So we don't miss out on those. And you know what? Our heart, it begins to release a gratitude and a thankfulness um, in spite of our circumstances. Because I know there, we know many people are really struggling right now. Um, mm-hmm. But how how do we begin to see it a little bit differently? Say, Lord, I want to walk in that place of thankfulness. So I'm always available to, to bless in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. Bless you, bless others, release finances that we talked about as seed. Yeah. And that's our prayer. And, and uh, Laura, we just, uh, I just want to reiterate that. Thank you that you have given us so much so that we can give it away uh, for those who have need. And Lord, there are many of those who have need. And so let that be our challenge today, Lord. And we, uh, we do that in Christ's name. And, and for those of us listening, I'm just going to wrap it up and say, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.